Baseball's Digest podcast. This is episode 22. My name is Matt. I'm Tom. And this is Travis. And on this week's episode of the show, we've got two featured reviews for you guys. We're going to be discussing the latest addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, We'll also be talking about Killing of a Sacred Deer, the new film from Yorgos Lanthimos, director of The Lobster, Dogtooth, etc. We'll also be talking about some of the other things we've watched since the last time we recorded, so should be a fun episode. But before we start talking about the movies, uh, how's it going, you guys? What have you been up to? How's life? Mm. I rolled my ankle horribly last weekend. Did you really? Yeah. It was it was a violent episode. <laughs> um, Did you have to go to the doctor? No, but it still looks pretty bad. It looks like a real fucked up pear. Is it sort of like bruising? Yeah. yeah. It's yellowy, yellowy yeah, green, like a, like a purpley, oh. gross line at the bottom. My toes turned blue. Like they bruised what? up to, you know, right where your toe connects to the main part of your foot. Are you sure you don't have frostbite? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure. So wait, how did this happen? Playing basketball. I might have to retire. I was going to guess. I'm getting <laughs> too old. <laughs> uh, so I was hobbling around all week, but I don't know. wasn't. I survived. You're a survivor. How are the Blazers yeah. doing? Blazers are doing okay. I did <laughs> uh, cut the cord halfway so now i'm only using comcast for internet and i signed up for hulu's live tv one of the channels up here that they offer live is nbc sports northwest so i get all the blazer games now wow that aren't nationally televised but that's only like five how much is uh how much is hulu charging for that uh that live tv 40 bucks really Um, a month a month it comes with your you know like normal standard hulu yeah standard hulu um And then you get, I mean, you get a ton of channels though. So you get like five local channels and then ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, TNT, TBS, lots of stuff that like you, you would not get with like a basic cable package and it's HD and it records to a certain extent for you. So like the interface is pretty cool because I can say I like the NBA and I like the Blazers and it will automatically record Blazer games for me. And like when I turn it on, it'll say... You know, the Blazers aren't playing, but the Lakers are. Do you want to watch that? So cool. That's pretty cool. Do you know if it comes with root sports? I don't know off the top of my head, but the website, when you go to just their live package shows for your area, the only thing that I would assume it would if it. Yeah. I mean, it's still in beta. So there were a couple of weird things that happened like uh, it doesn't. So it didn't buffer for me, but there were moments when it just like flipped and instantly I was like three minutes further into the game. So like they went into overtime the Blazers did oh, last weird. week <laughs> and uh, like it, I was watching the first minute of overtime and then all of a sudden we were in the last minute of overtime and I was like, what just happened? <laughs> uh, so that's a little frustrating. Um, but uh oh and then the other thing that is confusing is i get tnt which also does nba games yeah but it says not all programming from all channels will be available in all areas so i can only watch tnt for like entertainment but not for sports what? so it just really? blacks out TNT. like when i go to the tnt channel it's just black that's kind of stupid yeah especially since it doesn't really communicate it to you i thought maybe it was just sort of freezing up but i'm i'm happy with it so far and it's 
I'm basically paying the exact same amount that I was paying before to have basic cable that I did not use ever. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'll have to check it out and see what the what the channel list is like. Because the only thing I really want is Root Sports, because that's where the Mariners play. But mm-hmm. none of these like cord cutting mm-hmm. packages come with Root Sports, and even basic cable. Like you have to get like the second or third tier to get root sports yeah. in this area for some fucking reason. So like, I'm not going to pay $80 a month just to watch the fucking Mariners lose. Like in standard definition, <laughs> right? I want to see them lose in high death. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. speaking of rolled ankles, uh, after we <laughs> recorded last time, my girlfriend rolled her ankle pretty bad. It's going around, man. Yeah. It is the season, I guess. <laughs> Playing basketball. Yeah. Shredding on the court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Went in for the layup. Did a, uh, pivot and, uh, <laughs> she pivoted uh, herself double dribble uh, <laughs> uh yeah she was walking up a hill and ate shit and she's still recovering because she hasn't really had a chance to like rest because she had to go on a trip to new orleans and had to walk around and she's just you know likes to do things rather than resting so mm-hmm. her leg is still fucked but it's funny that you guys both uh were maimed in the yeah. past two weeks <laughs> Yeah, I, I was saying this to my friend because I saw, okay, so the first game of the NBA season this year, Gordon Hayward just, he came, he broke his foot. It was turned completely sideways. It was horrifying. Uh, and then I started to get really, really nervous about my ankles. And every time I would watch a basketball <laughs> game, I was like, it's going to happen again. And I saw tons of people in NBA games rolling their ankles. And I was like, this is an epidemic. What's going on? And then I rolled my ankle. And then the trend has continued. There's a blazer who's out right now for like two or three weeks because of a rolled ankle. No so. one's talking about this. I, I know. Like we, we, we need to get the word out there. People need to know you need ankle support on your shoes, all right? No more of these low tops. You will regret it. Nice. Uh, well, what's going on with me? I went to a show last night. saw this local band called Hobo Sexual. They're fun. They're like butt rocking, you know, ACDC-esque. Just like, <laughs> kind of shit uh <laughs> yeah hell yeah <laughs> pretty good sold pretty me good. uh yeah it was pretty fun and uh what else so i had a halloween party travis was there oh yeah tom was not there i don't know what the fuck he was doing but <laughs> we went to bed at 9 30 oh my god <laughs> we didn't do anything oh, oh my god our party didn't even really start till 9 30 <laughs> i don't remember much past 11 <laughs> yeah oh matt, my gosh matt was pretty toasted towards the end of the night <laughs> i did see a photo that nacho libre costume was on point yeah, yeah it's pretty good <laughs> there's a another uh an alternate take of that same photo session where i'm rubbing my nipple uh, Paris, it wasn't family friendly yeah no. thankfully she did not post that one but, uh it was a good time people got very very drunk mm-hmm. and we uh partied and you know drank lots of alcohol we watched uh well, well we'll get to that when we when we talk about what we've been watching but ate some dicks we well, did eat some did. dicks yeah did yeah you did you dicks, did you come back no i didn't go i yeah. stayed with the party did you ever come back yeah I don't remember that at all. Because I remember we were outside, and then you guys, well, we're going to go to Dick's, but we'll be back. And I do not remember. Well, you had to let me back in because we came outside and we needed to get back down to the elevator. So you had to let us back in when you were outside. But I don't think you remembered anything. I, yeah, I was pretty drunk. (laughs) Not belligerent, but quite drunk. Yeah. Uh, What about you, Travis? What's what's Uh, going on? Back to sports. Yeah. Playing Madden. Last week, I went to the Seahawks game and the Huskies game. Whoa, big fan. Oh, yeah. Well, the Husky tickets were free, so I couldn't pass them up, and 
I had Seahawk tickets available to me, so couldn't pass that up either. <laughs> wow. those? Just saying yes to all these opportunities. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm trying to live life. <laughs> uh, did you get those tickets from your brother? Yes. Nice. Seahawks game was amazing. Did you guys watch it? Uh, I was too tired from the Halloween party, so uh, I watched the first half, and I was like, fuck this, and then I took a nap. Well, it was a great game. Yeah. I don't remember why I didn't watch it. Oh, I was on an island. In the sun? No, in the cold. <laughs> we went to a pumpkin patch. Oh, yeah, this is a good story, actually. Okay, go So ahead. we went to the pumpkin patch because my friend was like, he just really wanted us to go to a pumpkin patch. So we went to Bainbridge for this, took a ferry, and then drove like another 25 minutes. It's way too much work for a pumpkin Especially <laughs> <Show> after Halloween. <laughs> yes, or day I guess after. this was like two days. Okay, yeah, before. but it's it's after, I mean, like everybody celebrated Halloween that Saturday. And right, we go on right. Sunday. We arrive at just the most desolate pumpkin patch. There was one, just one destroyed pumpkin out in the middle of this barren field. (laughs) And it was like freshly turned earth. You know, they'd clearly gone around, collected all of the remaining pumpkins and just put them underneath a tent for anybody to pick up. And then like turn the earth over and you can just see like steam rising <laughs> someone was like this just looks like a civil war battlefield like if you were just to lie down in the dirt over there and look dead it would be totally in in place which of course somebody did we got a couple good photos nice but it was pretty funny but i did have to miss the seahawks for that that sounds terrible yeah it wasn't great <laughs> Well, cool. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we uh, get into our first review? No root sports. No, let's sorry, talk Thor. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back. I'm going to take a nap first, so we'll be back in about an hour because I am fucking tired. <laughs> okay, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, we have a clip. Let us take a listen. Loki, I thought the world of you. I thought we were going to fight side by side forever, but... At the end of the day, you're you and I'm me. I don't know, maybe they're still good in you, but let's be honest, our paths diverged a long time ago. Yeah. It's probably for the best that we never see each other again. That's what you always wanted. Hey, let's do get help. What? Get help. No. Come on, you love it. I hate it. It's great. It works every time. It's humiliating. Do you have a better plan? No. We're doing it. We are not doing Get Help. (sighs) Okay. Thor Ragnarok. Latest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is directed by Taika Waititi, who was known for Hunt for the Wilder People, What We Do in the Shadows, Boy. Uh, I think we're all a fan of his work here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So we're all pretty excited for this one. Uh... Plot synopsis reads, Imprisoned, the mighty Thor finds himself in a lethal gladiatorial contest against the Hulk, his former ally. Thor must fight for survival and race against time to prevent the all-powerful Gila from destroying his home and the Asgardian civilization. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, more like Thor Gagacock, zero out of five. Let's move on to our next review, The Killing of a wow. Sacred Deer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think of uh, Thor Ragnarok? I thought it was a total blast. I loved it. I fucking hated it. <laughs> like, You're for kidding. real? You actually yes. hated it? Oh, my God. All right. Well, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, yeah. maybe, Tom, go. maybe we should go first. 
Yeah. You let's fucking go first. hated it, really? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I'll get to it. <laughs> it's. Uh, it feels like a Marvel movie. You know, it's not like they're really deviating from the formula that much. So it, it's. Well, they found something that is finally fun to watch. It, yeah. It, it's very colorful. It's very kinetic and fun. Like, uh, I, Zero I like. fun was had. At oh, the it was so much fun. It was hilarious, too. I was laughing. It was my ass pretty off funny. It was movie. definitely one of the funniest Marvel movies, if not the funniest. Like, I maybe chuckled once. Oh, Jesus. I was so annoyed the entire time. Really? So the thing I hated most about the movie was that it was too busy making a self-referential joke. Like every two minutes, there was a joke. And it was like either making fun of itself or just like making a little like quip just to like lighten the mood. And Mm -hmm. it would just bug the shit out of me. I liked it. Especially like the first (laughs) half hour, it was so bad and like the most noticeable oh my god see i love that like with it, it, yeah. it opening with thor narrating himself and he was just talking about like say i've saved the world a couple times <laughs> and now i'm just stuck in this cage like just... i know what you're wondering how did thor get here <laughs> <laughs> i just don't see a point in watching it like it it's making fun of itself like how stupid those movies can be but it it's trying to have fun with it but i was not having fun with it ah but I'm, that's the only way I want to watch one of those movies because when they take themselves seriously, I hate it. But making fun of like the seriousness of them is also not worth my time. I don't know if they were really making fun of it. They were just kind of like at one point in the movie, they they were like having a serious conversation and then it just cuts to something else and they never even come back to it. That's like just totally pointing out how much we don't care about the exposition and I don't know like which these, part you're talking about. It was but. towards the end of the movie. I don't know specifically. But. Okay. Hmm. Wow, I'm very surprised. Yeah, it was. This is. Pro- I had higher expectations for this one than the other Thor movies, but this one was by far the most disappointing. Oh Jesus! I would. I don't know if I could say it's better than the other two, just because, like for Thor two, I had zero expectations and I didn't think it was that bad. But this one. I was just. I don't know why you would life. hate this movie so much if you. Because I just like had enough. Oh my yeah, <laughs> but if you, I mean, you like Guardians. Yeah, I, Guardians one. Yeah, Guardians two is good, but. It, I feel like it's the exact same type of comedy. It is like on the, the a parallel level of self referential. We've seen it though. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it, but. It was still fun. It was like a different, it was a different story. It was a different cast to see that kind of. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like they just need to stop, but they won't because they're total cash. Oh, they're just getting started. <laughs> see, <laughs> this is the movie that actually made me like Thor as a character. Ah, uh, me too. Like he, Chris Hemsworth is hilarious in this movie. Like his delivery. It's just so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's self-aware. Like part, part of the issue is that it's, it's simultaneously self-aware and kind of making fun of itself and having a good time with it, but also not deviating from that Marvel formula. You know, mm-hmm. it's trying to play ball in this, you know, multi-billion dollar fucking mega franchise yeah. while still trying to have its own identity, but it's still very much a Marvel movie, you know? So uh, I, I wish it took a little more risks and maybe deviated a little bit more from the formula that the, this fucking series has been following since the beginning. Yeah. But I had a really good time with it. I thought visually it was pretty cool, too. I don't know if it's on the level of, like, the Guardians movies, but... I, I, I thought it was... did some awesome stuff visually. Yeah, totally. Um, 
I liked one action sequence. Was it the one towards the end? Where they were flying towards the anus, whatever. <laughs> oh, that that was pretty good, yeah. <laughs> uh, we can get into more specifics as far as, like, action sequences and plot and that kind of stuff in the spoiler section. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess more just generally speaking, uh, uh, like I said, Chris Hemsworth I liked a lot in this. Uh, it's It was nice to see more of Mark Ruffalo because he really hasn't been in this franchise very much. Uh-huh. And I like I like yeah. his Bruce Banner a lot. So I, I really like the interplay between Hulk and Thor. Like, especially when Hulk is still the Hulk and they're like... That's hilarious. The yeah. scene in Hulk's room was awful when they were both acting like children like babies <laughs> no that was the best part <laughs> i enjoyed that I you gotta buy in a little bit man i was such a grump like, yeah it was, it was bad you just went in on the wrong side of the bed I no think. i was excited to see it though like i was no seriously i was <laughs> mainly because of taika waititi I was, yeah i thought yeah. oh it's going to be something different it you know yeah and like you were saying with guardians i feel like the reason why I like that so much is because that felt fresh watching that for the first time, but watching this, it doesn't feel fresh at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that. Um, what did you guys think of Kate Blanchett as the villain? I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, she was great. She was okay, but she, it kind of, that whole villain story comes out of nowhere and just feels underdeveloped. Yeah. But I, what they, what I appreciated about it was that they didn't linger on it and try to make it into something that it didn't really have the legs for. You know, because I agree, it does come out of nowhere, and it's a th- it's a really thin villain plot. You know, uh, but they have most of the story is them just getting back to Asgard to fight her. Yeah. So I I was glad that we didn't have to deal with an over overabundance of Kate Blanchett, but I liked her as like a sort of just ridiculous <laughs> villain who is kind of funny. You know, mm-hmm. kind of quippy. But is also just murdering people at, at random. The I did like the look of her, but I I didn't understand why she had to like put on her helmet. Oh, I love that. That, that was, was cool. the best. That was a cool I, touch. Why? Though? <laughs> I I love fucking because it was like go time, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I love just the super goth Kate Blanchett, like the black hair uh-huh. and the makeup, the the outfit. I was super into it. This movie does suffer from. What pretty much all Marvel movies suffer from, though, is is inconsequential villains because they're self-contained to that specific movie. So, you know, uh, here's this villain with some agenda. The heroes have to unite, take down the villain on to the next movie. You never see that villain again, you know. Mm-hmm. So I thought as far as having said that, her villain, I thought, was was interesting. I like the performance. I like the look of her. Like Tom said, she was fun, kind of quippy. But at the end of the day, it's still another example of a Marvel villain who shows up, is in the movie for maybe 30 minutes, and then they're defeated, and then you never see him again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One, th- oh, no, you go ahead, Travis. <laughs> another thing I didn't like was, like, all the hand-to-hand combat was boring and not fun to watch. Because all the, the, like, the superheroes just laid waste to the other guys. They didn't even stand a chance. And like that happens in a lot of superhero movies, but like there was zero struggle whatsoever. I was not a big fan of the action in this movie. I will say there were a couple standout sequences, but there's there's uh, the sequence where uh, uh, Hela kind of first shows up uh, in Asgard, and then there's that like action sequence that happens there. 
where she's just like kind of flying, like oh, flying right. around. And it was hard to see what was happening. And I, the CG wasn't very good. Like it was very clearly because like I feel like Wonder Woman did a good job of this in those action sequences where there's an element of CG. But for the most part, it looks like her fighting. Yeah. This was clearly CG Kate Blanchett fucking running around. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one standout action sequence towards the end that we can talk about when we get into spoilers that I thought was good. But it was definitely the characters and the comedy in this one that kept it together for me and the visuals I thought were cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think of Jeff Goldblum? He was he was one cracking of the he was moments great. in this movie. He was he was good. <laughs> this movie nailed their cameos like in a way that yeah. maybe Guardians 2 didn't quite pull off that but was, well I don't want to spoil a certain cameo the like big name actor that's yeah. in it for like two minutes yeah, yeah we'll talk about that <laughs> okay. i was like is that is that fucking i, I was like oh my god it is <laughs> two of them up on stage wait so was the other guy super famous too yeah i, uh, I didn't recognize i didn't recognize him. him oh you want me to tell you well, well you, you will we'll do it in the spoilers okay, but okay. i was like i feel like it's weird that one of them is super famous yeah. and the other i could not recognize like not at all Same. like it didn't you'll you'll get it when i tell you okay uh but I was going to say about this movie, the first movie I really didn't like, uh, like aesthetically, because I was like, what's with the sort of weird sort of space Thor thing that's going on? And then they spend most of the time on Earth. And I just thought it, I just thought it was inconsistent and stupid. And I didn't know why they were trying to do everything super like spacey. Uh, and then I didn't watch the second one because I thought the first one was really bad. <laughs> but in this one, they just like bought in fully and you sp- spend more time with Thor as just sort of like a character like you would see in Guardians or something. Not as this overwhelming god, but as someone who just sort of lives in this random universe that has lots of lots of powerful people. Totally. And it's just so much more fun that way. The environment, the the planet that they go to, uh, the yeah, the whole buy-in with the visuals. There were some pretty cool sequences. Yeah, like, it was definitely visually more interesting than the other two like mm-hmm. by far and you can definitely tell that he's making like his own fantasy movie and he's pulling from like blade runner star wars yeah. lord of the rings like that it just pretty much feels like a mashup of all of those movies oh yeah absolutely and i forget the character's name but she's pretty much like a han solo oh the, the new edition tessa thompson's character yeah. i liked her a lot actually uh her character's name i have it pulled up here uh valkyrie was is her name in the in the cat in the credits apparently uh, she was a she was a valkyrie uh-huh. but apparently she's credited as valkyrie hmm. anyway i liked her a lot I, I liked that actress i've seen her in uh she was in creed i didn't uh, like her entrance but i did like her yeah i wasn't a big fan of that where she's just like drunk and falls off the yeah uh <laughs> another it was kind of funny missed <laughs> opportunity um, at a joke. <laughs> who who i uh character i did really like though was a uh, korg the rock, the rock guy, guy. yeah that he was, was hilarious that, that was takeaway yeah, yeah i had to look that up afterward i couldn't figure out who it was it's cracking me up this is i love his voice like uh-huh. there's just something about that accent and just the way he yeah. like says it delivers lines. yeah like, in that way i mean it does feel formulaic right because that rock character could be a character straight out of guardians of the galaxy yeah yeah uh, and hulk was uh playing drax a bit <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit but I don't know. I just, I had so much fun with it. I was laughing the whole time. I was never bored. I felt the exact opposite. <laughs> the scene where, uh, where Thor goes and he's locked in that chair and he's getting his introduction to that like junkyard world that they're on where right. the gladi- gladiatorial, uh, 
you know what I'm talking about where he's going through and it's like 80s style and everything looks kind of like Tron or something. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Goldblum's <laughs> yeah. waiting for him at the other end. That was hilarious. I thought that felt, I don't know, kind of, uh, kind of different. It kind of, not like a risk. I don't know if you could call it a risk, but surprising it was cool. to see in a Thor movie. Yeah, it, it looked neat. It was cool looking. Um, and I also really like the scene where we're introduced to uh, Carl Urban's character, where he's like trying, he's hitting on those two <laughs> girls, and he's like showing them his loot, and it's just like a bunch of like garbage, <laughs> just stuff <laughs> like, in a corner, just like some random shit, and he's like, "Look at my my loot. This is my stuff." <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, I I don't know if it's it's probably borderline like top five Marvel movies for me. I, I liked it a lot. It's it's. I don't like it as much as the first Guardians. I, I like Spider-Man more. Uh, but this is pretty high up there for me. I had a really good time with it. Bottom yeah. five. For oh, sure. Jesus. Wow. I think this might Fucking be my Scrooge over here. my favorite superhero movie of the year. Yeah, even above like Logan wow. and shit? Yeah. Well, oh, I, I wasn't crazy about Logan. And I liked, I liked Spider-Man and Wonder Woman both better than Logan. I had Wonder Woman. You mm-hmm. loved Wonder Woman. I loved Wonder Woman. I don't know why. I know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any other general impressions before we start tackling some of the spoilers in this bad boy? Well, one thing that's not a spoiler that bugged me, and I get why they did it. It was for marketing purposes, but Thor's entrance entrance into the movie, it would have been so much cooler to not know that that was going to be who Thor faced. Oh, totally, totally. Because they're building it up, mm. and it's like, but you already, yeah, you from already the trailer, know. you oh, know really? that it's Hulk. I had no idea, but I didn't really pay that much attention to the trailers. Oh. That was like the main thing they showed in the trailer. Yeah, in the like the in the the hmm. the what like the Coliseum type thing, and then uh, Hulk comes out. Like that was in all of the trailers and the marketing. Well, the Coliseum, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the oh, I see what Thor's you're saying. Opponent. Okay. Because Thor okay. doesn't know who it is until he comes out, and they say. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Now I thought I was thinking of something else. The ending of the movie. Well, okay, we could just talk about that now. Is there anything else real sure. quick? Uh, no, we're good. Okay, so spoilers for Thor Ragnarok start now. So if you haven't seen the movie oh, yet. Oh, wait, are we doing star rating? Oh, before? yeah, before, before. Five stars. Ooh. Jesus. It's four and a half for me. One. One? <laughs> Dude, you were fucking out of One, control. Yeah. For Jeff Goldblum, and I did like the score, how it was a mix between like synth and like a normal like grand epic that's the worst score you've ever given a movie on this show i know it's that bad it's definitely like the bottom three worst of the year movies i've seen holy fuck (laughs) i hated it this guy's just trying to stir some shit no honestly i wanted to like this movie i would rather watch this movie three times in a row than watch the survivalist again no way this is amazing (laughs) you are the least consistent (laughs) reviewer ever it's just you and fucking Armand White that didn't like this movie. <laughs> okay, uh, so those are the scores. Let's get into the spoilers. So check the show notes and skip ahead if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, Tom, the ending. What, what did you think Travis was talking about? Um, the very first villain that he faces comes back at the end. And I thought you were saying that the trailers gave that away. Oh, that. Yeah. Right. I yeah. was confused. No, yeah, that that guy wasn't what, in the Odin? trailers at all. Is that his name? Odian? It was like Susa, Susa. Yeah, Susa or Cersei. Oh. Surter is what this Cerner, says. Yeah. Uh, I thought that that was kind of cool. I okay, no, it so, was cool, but them ruining it in the trailer was not cool. 
Oh, now we're talking about different things. <laughs> yeah, again. He, he's still oh, talking. He's still talking about. Still talking about <laughs> I liked that. Okay, I like that Thor loses his hammer in the beginning. I really don't want to see him swinging that stupid hammer around the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, I like that they don't kill Hela themselves. That they need some sort of, you know, Deus Ex Machina mechanism to do it. Um, I like that the planet gets fucking blown up, <laughs> and now they're just floating around in a spaceship. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that. I thought that was kind of neat. <laughs> and um, it comes with a great punchline from that rock man. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I fucking love that. Um, oh yeah, and then they're in the ship, and he he th- he thinks he killed his like his pet friend. And he's like, "Oh no, he's alive!" <laughs> oh yeah, I just felt so guilty. I've been carrying him around. <laughs> oh man, that was good. Um, what else? Spoiler stuff. You guys didn't have a problem with everything being a joke, though. No, I, I enjoyed it. Especially like when uh, they were fighting on that bridge and Hulk jumps down and you oh, know, he's going to fight the dog. Hilarious. And then it cuts to him basically. That was so funny. Because no. <laughs> then two died. seconds later, it's like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like an excuse to make a stupid joke. I, that was a hilarious joke. No. Just the, the sound his body makes when he hits the bridge and he's just limp. <laughs> Oh no! It's, I fucking love that. They, they they think they are way too clever, <laughs> and they're not. I thought the movie was pretty clever. No. <laughs> yeah, I did like. So that was the when I was talking about action sequences. That was the one I was talking about, where Hulk is fighting the wolf. Yeah. Thor is uh, fucking up all the like you know he's the, the destroying him. Yeah, he's, and it's it's playing immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And there's that part where he's like the song starts and he's like coming down in slow motion and it looked really cool. Yeah. Um and then there was a third aspect. There were three different fights happening at the same time. What was the Um now I can't remember. Probably the was, Valkyrie. Was, who was Valkyrie fighting? Just some of those dead Everyone. soldiers. Wasn't Loki fighting at that point too? Yeah, they were. They were all fighting. Yeah, uh, I can't remember specifically, but that was as far as standout action. And sequences. and the Rock dude, he had that gun that he was shooting. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's what too. was happening. Um. So that was cool. Um. Oh, so uh, Matt fucking Matt Damon's in this movie. Yeah. Who was the other guy? Sam Neill. That's oh, Sam Neill. Yeah. Really? He's, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> He's but so old, he, though. He didn't I, look that old. Man. Well, he worked with... Uh, he was in Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a lot of connections there. Jurassic Park, too, with him and Goldblum. Um, I'm almost certain that was him. That'd be he looked too wasn't. young to be Sam Neill, though. Right? I, no. He looked appropriately old. Huh. Well, I'm, I'm checking. You're though. talking about oh, the guy who no. plays... Oh, Odin. no. You're talking about Odin. Yeah. That's not who I was. I was talking about because there's Matt Damon is Loki. I thought you were talking about the actor who plays Thor. Oh, oh, that was that was Luke Hemsworth. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, weird. Wait, Luke Hemsworth. <laughs> Who's that? He's the youngest Hemsworth because it's, it's it's Liam is the other one, right? Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. So I don't Luke, know what order Luke is the littlest brother, I guess. That yeah, that was who was act. That was actor the actor version of Thor. Yeah, Matt Damon when they were was, in the play. The active version of Loki and Sam Neill was the active version of Odin. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Matt right. Damon's not even on the. Uh, he's uncredited. They didn't even. <laughs> oh, really? So in the actual credits, they credit uh, Sam Neill and they credit Luke Hemsworth, but Matt Damon's not even credited at all. Weird. That's so funny. Yeah, he's in it. He's in it for like 
a minute. That was yeah. That made me laugh though. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, I was cracking up. Um, all right, what else? So you oh. didn't you didn't see the stinger? No. Did you stay for the stinger? So were there multiples? Well, there was the one at the very end, but it was just kind of a gag. Oh, I stayed for the first the... one. Okay, so I'm assuming we're meant to believe that's the arrival of Thanos. I have no idea who we're supposed to think that is. <laughs> who cares? Because the next the next movie is Infinity War, and is that's it? supposed to be where they're battling Thanos. So I assume that because there's so you didn't see it, Travis, but uh, they're they're hanging out on the ship, uh, and then they hear this like loud noise and then this enormous ship just materializes right behind their ship like enormous and then that's it and that's oh, there okay. so I, I would assume that that's thanos i didn't look it up because like who gives a fuck we're all we're gonna see infinity war anyway like who, i don't really care about these like what's gonna happen next here's a little teaser it's like i'm gonna see Theories. the fucking movie anyway like um and then the stinger at the end like the very end of the credits i don't even remember what it was it was some stupid joke some some gag. I don't mm-hmm. even remember. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's that old dude who's in all, all the movies? Old dude who's in all the movies? Uh, Stan oh. Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His cameo. His cameo was good. That was a funny part of the movie. Oh, the haircut? Bit? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, Benedict, Doctor, Doctor Dr. Strange. Strange? Oh, yeah. yeah. His part was good. I just feel like they, they did a good job with all of the cameo appearances. Yeah, that was pretty funny. He kept warping Thor around. <laughs> he was like dizzy. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Oh, and the part where uh, Loki finally shows up and he's like, I was falling for 30 <laughs> minutes. Oh, now that you bring up Loki, a part that I fucking hated was when Hulk smashed Thor around just like like a rag doll. Like he, he was like, now you know how it feels. I hated that. That's such like pandering fan service like bullshit. It's it, it's pandering. It's what it. these movies are for, man. I hate it. Callbacks. A couple things I did like though. So the action scene I was talking about earlier. What what did they call the anus thing? Devil's uh, the anus. Devil's, funny. Yeah. The devil's anus. <laughs> <laughs> anyways when they're flying towards it like that space battle and uh i forget who presses i think it's uh bruce banner he's like this looks like a gun oh and, and it's like the disco party <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was pretty good and i did like the look of uh where it looked like a hulk edm festival yeah, yeah. In the city. oh yeah <laughs> the, like the paint party yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Okay, um, this movie's hilarious. Admit yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's so not, funny. It's not funny. There, I mean, there were like three things that I didn't think were funny. But other than that, there's like hilarious. three things I liked. Oh, gosh. Sorry, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh my god, what a mess! Sleeping head to toe. Uh, any other spoilery stuff? I mean, it was it was a great Marvel movie, but it it was another Marvel movie, you know. Like the reviews for mm-hmm. this, uh, people have been saying like all the marketing is like the best Marvel film yet, best reviewed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that is true. But you know, it's I'm I'm now an- be- I'm another now a good believer one. that Disney pays all the critics off. <laughs> <laughs> no way, dude! People are loving it. It's ridiculous. People are loving it. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we move on? No. Movie sucks. <laughs> You're a monster, Travis. I am excited for Infinity War, though, mainly just because it's going to be all shot in IMAX. <laughs> yeah, and we got the whole gang back together. Again. Oh yeah. This should be good. It's going to be awesome. How many um, black female uh, sidekicks are in the Marvel universe now? 
I think they might find that they have a bit of a pattern when they bring they bring the gang together. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, uh, Black Panther, I'm assuming, is going to be in this new one. So there's a lot of new characters that that movie is going to be introducing. Like, yeah. It's good, though. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they're going out of their way to diversify the cast of, of this. Because, you know, before it was like white dude number one, white dude number two, white dude number three, white chick yeah. number three, you mm-hmm. know? like mm-hmm. So I like that they're actually, you know, I mean, besides the whole Doctor Strange whitewashing controversy, like, mm. it seems like they're trying to correct the ship and, and deliberately trying to diversify the cast and, you know, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, that's going to do it for Thor Ragnarok. Let's move on to our next review. We're going to be discussing the killing of a sacred deer. We have another clip Let's listen. What a charming boy. Isn't he? Yes, very. How did his father die? Car crash. Driving home. Smashed into a pole. Killed instantly. How long have you known him? Quite some time. He was a patient of mine years ago. Did you go to the funeral? I did go, yes. Why didn't I go with you? I think I told you about it, but you were busy or something. You should tell him to come round again. I will. He'd be great company for Bob. I thought next time I could take both of them out somewhere for a bike ride. You should get that. It could be the hospital. Okay, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, stars Nicole Kidman, Colin Farrell, um, what's, the, what's the kid's name? Barry, Barry Keon? Keon? I don't know how to Keon? pronounce it. Kagan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call him the dude from Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, plot synopsis reads, Stephen, a charismatic surgeon, is forced to make an unthinkable sacrifice after his life starts to fall apart when the behavior of a teenage boy he has taken under his wing turns sinister. Dun, dun, dun. The guy from Dunkirk. Tom, you had a prediction on mm-hmm. the last episode. Yeah, which you uh, are about to remind me of. You predicted that we would all like thor ragnarok more than mm-hmm. the killing of a sacred deer i did predict that I can already tell you're wrong on one count yes, yes. <laughs> very wrong um couldn't have been more wrong i guess so <laughs> <laughs> uh i will also tell you you're wrong yeah uh, i fucking love this movie yeah i fucking love this movie i loved this movie but it took some time yeah, like you had to warm up to it or no, like I had to talk about it afterward. Oh, okay. I had to sit on it for a night. Yeah, I I I've been waffling. I just actually right before we started, I bumped my review from 4 stars to 4 and a half. Way to give away. Oh, play cards. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing my cards. <laughs> well, we already know what you guys gave it. But <laughs> yeah. I, this movie well, first of all, I have to rewatch it at some point. But I also don't because sort of the it's hard to watch <laughs> no i mean it's just like i know what happened i'm not going to rewatch it expecting to like you know find some something that i missed i just sort of want to experience it again because it is so bizarre yeah it's very heavy too and i so i i kind of agree that i don't know how much there is to to get on a second watch which I think is different from the lobster because there's a lot more 
like social commentary going on in the lobster or at least i think so as far as just the weird world it has created yeah uh it's a lot more that world is a lot more uncanny this feels like the real world but the people in it like yorgos lanthimos has a way of directing his actors that makes them feel very cold uh very dry like the way that the characters deliver their lines and there's some bizarre yeah. lines very in this movie. mechanical very awkward yeah absolutely but it it fits like it doesn't feel like they're bad actors it feels like a deliberate choice and it, it works for me like i love his aesthetic i love the way he because there are certain directors who y- you can tell it feels like part of their um their oeuvre i guess mm-hmm based on the way that the characters feel the way the director directs his actors uh you can say that about like michael hanukkah um woody allen you know like there are specific movies that feel like they're from a certain creative mind based on the way that the characters are acting you know which right. i think it's hard to do like that's hard to make that part it's like of when your signature. bands have a distinct sound yeah yeah it's like this it's it's a part of it that i that i appreciate um but this movie fucking goes places man there is so much happening in this movie that there are so many different topics to explore that that's kind of like yeah on, on a rewatch it would be like okay well do you want to rewatch this from like a religious perspective or from a like power perspective or from a male female perspective? Or, I mean, there are just so many ways that you can take yeah. away a different idea from one film. It's pretty incredible. Um, well, you can also watch it on like a surface level as sort of like a revenge tale. Yeah. But there is totally. so much, so much more going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think of the performances? Again, I like Colin like Farrell's said, good again. Like they're cold and they're they're kind of like stilted, but it works. Um, the Dunkirk kid, kid though, is freaky yeah. as shit. Yeah, he's really his good delivery in this. is so weird because he's like kind of shy and quiet, but he like grabs your attention at the same time. Yeah, and it's and, almost like he's he's like on the autism spectrum. Just the way he interacts with people, uh, and he you know he like doesn't make a lot of eye contact, and when he does, it's very tense. Yeah, you know he's and the kind convers- of word slurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The conversations he brings up too, it's just like what the fuck, like mm-hmm. him eating the spaghetti. I mean, the spaghetti scene, <laughs> oh the spaghetti God. scene is chilling. Yes. The whole movie, I mean, it just gives you this like uneasiness, and the score only mm-hmm. adds to that. Mm-hmm. I really love uh, the visuals in this movie too. Just the way everything is framed, lots of like narrow, like sterile hallways because there's yeah. a lot of scenes in the hospital. But the camera's yeah. also like really high up. Yeah, it's like following somebody from just slightly above head level. So you're going through doorways where it kind of feels like you need to almost like you need to duck under the doorway Mm -hmm. a little bit, which I liked a lot. Although there was one particular shot in this movie that was really jarring, like it felt very out of place. I don't know if you guys will recall, but uh, the camera is behind two characters in the hospital and it's like super low to the ground and really close to them. So it's like following them, but the camera is like at their feet, basically. And it just felt really out of place because you hadn't really seen that, which um. Which two characters? Uh, it's Colin Farrell and someone else. His friend that works there with him. The other doctor, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I don't remember that particular shot, but... Was it towards the start of the movie? It was like about halfway through, I think. Oh. Did they do the same thing with like some of the wheelchair shots? 
I don't think so. If from what I remember, this was the only time that it used this particular camera technique, and it, it felt kind of weird and out of place. Yeah. But I like I would describe this movie as like Stanley Kubrick meets like Michael Haneke in the sense yeah. that like it's visually like immaculate, like it looks really cool. Uh, the framing, you know, mm-hmm. the symmetry is gorgeous, but it's also very cold and calculated, like Michael Haneke. You know, the characters yeah. are are. Uh, uh, almost like sociopaths, you know, like it's just very, very strange, very kind of eerie. Um, yeah, which I, those are two of my favorite directors. Well, it so it feels kind of a lot like Michael Hanukkah towards the end of the movie. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. What's, what's Michael Hanukkah done? Uh, Funny Games, oh, uh, more piano, piano Teacher. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you, you might not have seen any of his movies. Cache. Cache is the best one. Cache is fucking incredible. That's really good. Is that the one where they develop the photos? It's like surveillance type movie. Uh-huh. Okay. We, he he talked about he it on the a, podcast because he mm-hmm. saw it. Like a tape shows up on this guy's door. Of his own kind family. Of his family's life. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It's you really, should try and check that <laughs> it's out. It's really enjoyable. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty brutal. I want to watch. Well, I don't know anything about Piano Teacher, but I, I also wanted to watch Funny Games. Uh, I bought the Piano Teacher Criterion, so... Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to watch that. I've never seen it. His movies are very fucked up. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Dogtooth is on... Um, you can do the free trials on Amazon for like Sundance or Tribeca Film Festival Ooh, or whatever. And So I did one of those to watch Dogtooth, and we got about 30 seconds in, and Sarah was like, I can't do this. So we had to turn it off. <laughs> That's probably why you should watch it by yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was excited for it, though. I wanted to watch it before... Uh, I wanted to watch it before this movie, but whatever. Next time. Uh, I don't know yet. I'll probably need to rewatch it, but I feel like I like The Lobster a little bit more than this one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty similar, but... I like The Lobster's... It, it felt... Um, it was more enjoyable <laughs> to watch. It was a more uh, pleasant experience. And the comedy was uh, a little bit more to the f- to the forefront yeah. so like when i was saying i needed well, to talk about this movie material either <laughs> no it's not but it gets it gets pretty weird yeah it does um I mean, all of these movies are pretty fucking yeah. weird. but after this movie it, you know sarah and i saw it with our friend and he was like i was able to enjoy this movie and like really love it after i started to think about it as a black comedy like the most black comedy because there are scenes that are so bizarre and like kind of jarring but also funny yeah yeah uh and you can't tell exactly what's going on i mean obviously uh yorgos lanthimos knows what he's doing but it's so disconcerting you're not even sure how to feel it's nice to kind of give yourself permission to think of it as a black comedy i think uh i i think looking at it that way i I like the movie better yeah totally i will say uh as as tense and just gnarly as the climax of this movie is, it establishes... I mean, we read the plot synopsis. There's a choice that has to be made, and it's leading up to that. And then that is exactly what happens. You know, he has to make that choice. And it wasn't surprising, you know? Like, yeah. it, 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 we knew what it was leading up to. I thought maybe something different would happen, but mm-hmm. ultimately he does have to make that choice makes a choice and then that's kind of it you know it didn't it didn't do what the lobster did where you know at the very end it just kind of there's this crazy memorable you know where he 
this the, basically the scene where it ends with him about to gouge out his eyes and you don't know if he did it or not you know right. like it that was unexpected that the movie went there this movie went where i had expected it to go and it was very chilling but the dog tooth or dog tooth has a similar ending to the lobster as well or it's just like this final shot or just like oh fuck and yeah you just yeah it makes you like think about it more this just kind of ends and yeah but they don't i mean they give you a sense of resolution um but they don't explain things there's a supernatural element to this that they never fully explain right uh, which again you know brings up more questions about like some of the religious imagery um or uh, there's so much tension between everything in this movie. The parents versus the kids, logic versus like emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, we have to get into the spoilers because. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we need to talk about it. Uh, any other general impressions before we give our scores and, and move on to spoilers? No. No. Go see this movie. If you haven't seen it yet and you need to skip the spoilers, you should try and catch this. It's uh very tense and disturbing so if you're sensitive to that kind of material maybe not but it's a very good movie one one of the best of the year it's it's a five out of five for me five out of five 4.5 i already gave it (laughs) okay so the spoilers for killing the sacred deer start now uh so the ending essentially the the plot of the movie is that uh this kid who has come into colin farrell's life uh and it's like stalking him and kind of harassing his family turns out colin farrell's character is a surgeon and the he basically uh it seems like committed an error during the surgery and it cost the life of the patient who was the father of this kid so the revenge aspect of this is the kid enacting revenge on Colin Farrell's family because he feels like you took one of my family members. Now you have to take one of your own family members. And the supernatural element that Tom had mentioned was that these, his family members just are suddenly become sick. Like they lose uh, the use of their legs. Uh, what's the second step? The third step is bleeding from the eyes, right? Like that's what second like the is refusing stage. to eat, refusing to eat and then bleeding from the eyes. But, uh, it's not it, like it's clear that he didn't like inject them with something because none of the doctors have any explanation for what's happening. Like they think it's like psychosomatic, yeah. you know? Yeah, he doesn't it's poison the them or anything. But, At first, I thought it was going to be the lemonade, but then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that mom's lemonade. Sense. Uh, but then there's a, a scene uh, in the basement towards the end where the kid is like tied down and he's like bloodied and beaten, and the, the daughter is like. Make 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 it stop! Like you need to think, or it it basically implies that he's doing this with his his head, basically. with his willpower. Yeah. Yes, which is so fucking weird. But I like that Yorgos Lanthimos. There's just like crazy, absurd things that happen in his films, but he doesn't give an explanation. It's just like this right. is the way it is. Yeah, you're in his world now. <laughs> right. The what is not important. It's the why. It's like it's not the how that's important. It's the it's the why. It's mm-hmm. the you know that's what he's exploring. So the fact that he just is able to make these family members become sick. Yeah. Uh, 
But so the choice is he has to kill one of his family members. So the climax of the movie is that he decides the best way to handle this is to duct tape them all to chairs and couches, put bags over their heads, and then just close his eyes and spin around in a circle with a gun. Yeah, like, which is so ridiculous. It, it was There were people laughing in the theater because mm-hmm. it, yeah. it is very tense and disturbing, but it's also just so, like wacky you know right. like he's just like it's like a fucking like elmer fudd like he's totally just, like, spin around in circles and fire everything the from the way he like holds the rifle to his stupid little pitter-patter his shuffle steps. yeah yeah and the awkward sense of humor in his movies does kind of like re- relieve some of the tension but it also kind of adds to it in a weird way it's like yeah it messes with you, like, you makes you feel you, like, like, like nervously laugh at something because you're scared like that's how i feel watching his movie totally. yeah totally yeah, like there's the scene where uh both the both the kids are in the hospital and they haven't been able to walk for some time. And then the girl's able to get up to go to the window. And the boy says, I want to go to the window. And he tries to get out of bed. And he just fucking rolls out of bed, falls like the three feet, just ground too. Yeah. splat yeah. on the ground. And it's just like, yeah, how can you not laugh? It's so Watching someone crawl like with their legs paralyzed is so just like... Oh, it's creepy. It's unnerving. Watch. Like that. Like that's in the trailer too. Just yeah. these clips of these people. Down the stairs. Like, yeah. Oh. Oh man, that was good. So, do we want to get into the God allegory stuff? Yeah, we can do I that. I definitely think it's there. Yeah, this will. I don't have any really fully formulated thoughts around this it. This will so. piss Matt off, but I, I was saying that this is the movie that Mother wanted to be. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Mother's definitely more in your face and more like mm. upfront with what it's trying to say. Oh, yeah, totally. This is a lot more reserved, but I still think a lot of the same themes are there. I mean, he's kind of a. Okay, well, He's first of all, character. killing of a sacred deer, come on, right? That's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you know, he he seems to have, uh, like, a higher knowledge, the Dunkirk kid. What's his name? Barry Keon? Barry K-E-O-G-H-N or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, he seems to have a knowledge of something that's going on, and whether or not he is actually enacting it is kind of wishy-washy uh but then also like um nicole kidman's character by the way there's so much sexual tension in this movie yeah i thought she well, was gonna sexual relationship is very odd oh yes but it's God. between every character everyone yeah that's true um but she goes down there and then she just kisses his feet which is a very uh i don't know just sort of christian imagery so I don't know, is he supposed to be like a Jesus figure or a God figure? Or is that the the message that is being played with or what? Yeah, I feel like I, I would need to see it again and view it through that lens because I wasn't really expecting that going in. Or at least I wasn't sure how that would factor in. So I feel like on a rewatch, that might become more evident as mm-hmm. far as like, you know, whether it's a, a religious parable of some sort or well, if I did, it's like... I did read that. This is kind of based in Greek mythology. Oh, right. I read that too. Yeah. I don't remember the exact like Greek story, story, but it's basically like this. Someone wants to get revenge on this guy and he basically has to pick one of his kids to kill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that neither of the adults ever acknowledge the fact that Nicole Kidman, the mother, is an option for dying. Like she doesn't yeah, offer true. herself because she comes at it from a logical standpoint, which is... We can have another kid. 
which is so ridiculous. So ridiculous. But it's still, you know, she's coming at it from the perspective of like self-preservation because her life is on the line too. Yeah, so yeah. for her, like it's, you can read that as like her being very selfish and trying to say like, well, oh, absolutely. You need to make this choice. You need to kill one of our kids. We can have another kid, you know. Absolutely. If you kill me, I'm the love of your life. Like you can't uh-huh. find another me, you know. But she's not doing that to help him. She's doing that to help herself. Uh-huh. Yeah. But also, he goes to the school and he's like uh, asking the principal if you had to choose had which to one, pick, which one which is your, right. your favorite. Oh my god. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, but going back to like the the sexual tension that you were talking about, yeah, there's this super disturbing dynamic that Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman have, where she's uh, role playing that she's anesthetized, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So she's paralyzed, and he is like having sex with. Basically, she's pretending to be unconscious, unconscious. Yeah, which is fucked up. Like that, the first time they introduce that, where she just like is oh, limp yeah. on the bed with her head dangling off the back of it. Like, when yeah. isn't he like jerking off off camera? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's so much going on there, too, just with sort of like the power dynamic, also with his job as a surgeon, spending yeah, all day with with it. immobile people um, that he just sort of gets off on it because he loves being a surgeon, clearly. Uh, that, so that's all wrapped up with his identity and his sexual preferences. And then hers, the sort of like, uh, you know, acquiescing housewife. Um I don't remember if she has a job or not, but she's also a, a doctor. But I yeah. don't think she's she stops working to take once the kids fall ill. Right. What did you guys think of uh, Alicia Silverstone as uh, Martin's mom? It was a weird scene with her. Yeah, <laughs> that was so strange, and the fact that it so was she, her, yeah. like in a movie like this, like fucking yeah. Alicia Silverstone. I don't know what to think about it. It was. Uh, it was a good scene. I didn't think she like did poorly. I just thought it was weird casting. Right. Why Alicia? But it was interesting though. Like it, it worked for me, and that was that was a, a very tense, disturbing. She's scene only in too. that one scene, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. she's mentioned quite a bit. Right. Um, it's funny when you cast someone like that because anytime you cast a particular actor, you know it comes with sort of an audience perception of the actor themselves. So you can almost put a a person like Alicia Silverstone, especially someone who hasn't been in a lot of stuff lately in a role. And it kind of backfills an idea of, about the character for the audience without even having to say anything like Alicia Silverstone's character. You know, she was probably like a really attractive younger girl who was super popular, but now she doesn't seem to be doing so great. And they <laughs> yeah. don't say any of that, but I mean, uh, that's kind of the idea that I had. Sure. Yeah, totally. Um. Yeah, that was good. Um, what else? I like the music in it. It's yeah, very really kind of bleak, minimalist. The oh. daughter does the Ellie Goulding song, and it's like oh, acapella because yeah. it's just like a poppy kind of fun song. But then without any of like the music behind it, it's just kind of creepy in this movie. And well, she's not a very good singer either. In the trailer no. too. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah it's that. perfect for the trailer. Um, how have we not talked about the first thirty seconds of this movie? <laughs> The open heart surgery <laughs> opens with a black screen and just like sort of swelling music. And then all of a sudden you're just looking at the most gruesome s- image of the entire film. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. It's so callous too. I mean, they instantly put you in the, the zone where you're dealing with like sensitive things, but in a very brisk matter of fact way where you can see 
like the metal utensils that they use to just sort of like push back some organ you know they just push it back a little bit yeah. it looks like you're gonna poke something or like you expect blood to come gushing out <laughs> they're just like no nah, just moving that around a little bit yeah that felt like something stanley kubrick would do so especially insensitive. with the music with just the black screen for so long because yeah. 2001 a space odyssey does that yeah. and then you know this like very like graphic but almost there's something beautiful about it too just the way it's framed and you know just this beating heart you know like the essence of life it's just that weird, that weird contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I, yeah, I had forgotten about that until you mentioned it. Um, also, I wanted to talk about maybe my favorite scene is when uh, they first bring him down into the basement, the kid. And Colin Farrell is like beating him and uh, the kid has that monologue and he like bites into his arm. Yeah. That was fucking gnarly. Like that was the part that made me squirm the most. Just this yeah. bloodied and bruised kid. And then he just like tears into his arm and you see the blood gushing and it's just so hard to watch (laughs) yeah i i love this movie it was it was incredible it's definitely in my top five of the year i would think yeah this guy this yorgos guy he is provocative oh yeah yeah gets the people going i'm definitely excited to see anything he makes going forward. i was i was excited for for this because of the lobster now he's yeah. on that that short list of directors who like it doesn't matter what they do next like i'm gonna be interested you know right okay anything else you guys want to talk about i think we covered most of it we can move on yeah okay so let's move on to uh what else we've been watching since uh the last time you recorded what time are we at uh how long are we recording we're yeah. just past an hour like oh, an hour okay. and two minutes um so we just got out of October, so I watched a decent amount of horror stuff. Uh, I'll talk about two right now, and then we'll we'll go around. Mm-hmm. I watched Saw six and seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, those movies are not good, mm-hmm. <laughs> not good at all. Uh, Saw Glad you stuck six with it. is because those are the only two I hadn't seen, so I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to get caught up. Um, Saw six. Not very good. It looks terrible. Like, uh, it's actually one of the better reviewed Saw movies, and it was like acclaimed for like the direction. The direction of this movie is fucking garbage. It looks <laughs> super low budget. Uh, the acting is terrible. Uh, the plot is I don't even fucking remember. They all kind of bleed into each other. Uh, just not very interesting. Uh, the seventh one is worse than the six but worse in air quotes okay uh it's <laughs> really dumb but it it, it kind of crosses the line where it's so dumb that it's like kind of funny mm-hmm. like uh there's <laughs> there's one there's one kill where someone's like chained like all all four of their limbs are chained so they have like their legs and their arms spread out and mm-hmm. then there's like a a mine cart type thing with like a blade at the oh end oh my god so then that this person is just suspended in the air and then Ugh. the mine cart goes right at them and then their whole body just rips into four pieces and it's <laughs> it looks super dumb uh but it was just so over the top that it was kind of funny yeah so i enjoyed the last one more than the sixth although i i would say it's probably a worse movie it mm. looks so bad. It's the same director as the sixth one, but somehow it looks even worse than the sixth one. Like, well, you're in that territory that I have no interest in uh, <laughs> exploring. Oh, uh, you haven't seen the last one, have you? No. Do you care if I spoil something? 
Uh, it's a fucking kinda. Saw movie. Well, like. Okay, go ahead. Someone gets tortured. Carrie, yeah. Carrie, <laughs> Carrie, what's his name comes back oh, okay. from the first Saw movie. <laughs> what? He comes back in the last one. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. I awesome. won't say more than that. Because okay. uh, the way they bring him back into the plot is amazing real dumb uh but it's pretty funny uh so anyway now i've seen every saw movie except for jigsaw are you gonna see it probably not in the theater yeah i'll, I'll red box it what kind of uh, reception is it getting uh for not the saw terrible. franchise not bad but it's definitely <laughs> not it's, great either it's like 40 percent on rotten tomatoes like. wow yeah. wow uh so anyway i watched a couple other things but i'll let someone else go they should try something else it just needs to die so yeah. it's it's run its course reboot it 20 years from now what you got travis so i watched a couple of joe dante movies nice one was the first time watching one i've joe Dierte? seen in years joe Dierte. <laughs> i watched the burbs in gremlins those first time watches burbs was first time watch dude movie's awesome burbs is amazing <laughs> have you seen the burbs tom no is oh, it so is good. it a scary movie like gremlins or what it's like a thriller it's pretty much like a ripoff of rear window but like almost like a steven spielberg version of rear window it's funny though mm-hmm. it's, yeah it's funny okay. it's got tom hanks in it nice and, uh bruce stern okay but yeah they, they basically become obsessed with their neighbor that they think is like killing people and keeping it in their basement so they all just become obsessed and insomnia trying to yeah catch him in the act yeah they spy on him they try and sneak into his house to what's find that? stuff what's that Shia LaBeouf movie uh, disturbia disturbia oh no it's same plot similar to that but this one's definitely a lot more fun and lighter. uh disturbia is a ton of fun <laughs> you, you know what i mean like more entertaining <laughs> less thrillery and lighter okay yeah yeah it's it's not it doesn't take itself super seriously it's yeah. like, like kind of lighthearted, but yeah all right kind of wacky it's good though yeah um the part have you seen it recently not recently uh, no but there's an amazing part towards the end where one of his neighbor's house is on fire and his wife is coming home at the same time and uh his his friend or neighbor is like hey your house is on fire and your wife your wife is home and then it cuts to the guy and he's like my wife is home Yeah, good stuff. And then uh, Gremlins, it's been a long time since I've seen it. It's similar in like tone as The Burbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fun. The effects hold up really well. Yeah, Gizmo, right? how old it is. Yeah, Gizmo. <laughs> uh, some of the acting is not very great, but no. you don't watch those movies for the acting. Does Gizmo stay good or does he turn into the most evil of the Gremlins? I can't remember. He stays good. He stays good. Oh, good. The evil one is... Uh... Uh fuck. What's I his forget name? the name, but I I need to look it up. Do you have anything more to say about that? While um, I'm checking something. No, not really. It's just a classic, fun Christmas movie. Oh yeah, Halloween I forgot movie. it's Christmas. <laughs> I think that debate could be squashed. It's a nice there is touch. A debate. There is. <laughs> <laughs> when we do our countdown of the greatest Christmas movies yeah. <laughs> ever made. And, um, oh, damn it! They're not, bracket. The Gremlins aren't credited on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> damn it! What kind of outrage is that? <laughs> it's half the cast. <laughs> I'll figure it out. You can keep going, Travis. I need to know the name of that. I'm pretty much done there. with those two movies, and then I rewatched mm-hmm. uh, School of Rock. And Tom, you're right. It's, it's a five star movie. Yeah, it's a uh, work of art. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's so 
consistently entertaining and funny. Like I was laughing the entire movie. Yeah, Jack perfect. Black is amazing. Only he's the only person who could play that role. Like I feel like that movie was made with him in mind. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <Do-do-do-do>. Yes. <laughs> like how excited he gets making music and how uh-huh. he like turns all the kids yes. into it as well. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's so good. Let's rock. Let's rock today. <laughs> <laughs> Stripe. Oh yeah, Stripe, Stripe. Striper. It's got that gray streak. <laughs> Uh, I saw Suburbicon in the theater, and the reviews are... Accurate. Yes, very accurate. It's not very good. This is interesting, because this is one of those two movies that I've been seeing previews for all year, the other one being Three Billboards, but Three Billboards is getting great reviews. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for Three Billboards. This is just like a a nothing movie. It reminds me of your review of that documentary, (laughs) Matt. I watched it. (laughs) I don't remember anything about it. It's just boring and doesn't do anything new. It just feels like a light Coen Brothers movie, just like kind of like a ripoff. Someone trying to do a Coen Brothers movie, but there's like no memorable scenes, no laugh out loud moments, no real tension ever. And I mean, the movie calls for that kind of stuff, but it just is never there. And then there's like this weird subplot about this like like black family that lives in the same neighborhood, but it never really goes anywhere with that subplot. But then it ends with that subplot somehow. Hmm. It's dumb. Were there any, <laughs> I was most intrigued by the presence of Julianne Moore and Oscar she Isaac. Actually yeah. Plays twins in the movie. So you get oh, wow. double more. You get more, more. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Were there Oscar any highlights Isaac for either of them? It. I mean, they all do fine performances, but nothing really stands out as, just the movie was right. the material uninspired. they're working with just isn't. No, it's just it's yeah, very so so. Like, like, it's a soulless piece of garbage. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Just like suburbs. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> I would say you guys will probably see it just because, but no, no. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, what was maybe the, someday? What was the last Coen Brothers movie? Uh, Hail Caesar. Yeah, I didn't see that just because. You so, didn't see that? for the record. Well, they they only wrote this. George Clooney directed it. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Well, there were four writers, because George Clooney was a writer, and some other guy oh, was a writer, okay. too. Yeah, it wasn't just the Coen brothers. Hmm. Or else it would have been great, right? <laughs> uh, someone else can go. Hmm. Okay. I saw uh, In Bruges. Yeah. First time watch? First time watch. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah, it was really good. I thought it was... I expected more uh snatchness more snatchy the movie (laughs) (laughs) movie snatch i thought it was gonna be more like that uh it wasn't really no no. uh i don't remember why i thought that i think someone um i think one of my old roommates described it to me that way and i just didn't really feel the need to see another snatch (laughs) but it's uh way heavier and darker than that um and it's it's funny too it is funny yeah it Colin Farrell is just so much more fun than I used to think. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just always excited to see him in a movie, just yeah. to see what happened. Gotta go rewatch Daredevil. <laughs> no. Daredevil, phone booth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, phone booth. Oh my gosh. Hey, Alexander. That's how you feel, phone booth is? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch that before we record next. Let's <laughs> do for a rewatch for that's sure. It's like 80 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that that movie's good. I, I would recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it. Um, did you have to watch Seven Psychopaths for the Rotten Tomatoes game, or was I that did. Travis? I was disappointed by it. Okay, mm. but you all you liked In Bruges, right? You've seen In yeah. Bruges. 
Oops, but you were disappointed by Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Uh, I like Seven Psychopaths more than In Bruges. Yeah. So if you were into In Bruges, yeah, I can let you borrow Seven Psychopaths if you're interested. Um, and Ralph Fiennes' character is really good too. You hear him over the phone most of the movie, and he's just <laughs> like the most vulgar guy. But he also kind of wants spoiler alert. He kind of wants uh <laughs> the main character to have a good time in Bruges before he dies. He's like. I wish I could see Bruges again before I die. <laughs> uh, is it Brendan Gleeson? Is that uh, his partner, Colin Farrell's partner, or no? I think so. I don't know the guy's name, but he was in like he was in Gangs of New York and Braveheart, and that sounds That's right. Brendan Gleeson, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that redheaded, big redheaded guy. Yep. Yeah, it's gotta be him. Um. Yeah. It's him. Yeah, and Bruges was good. I watched uh, Brothers Bloom. Should I save that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do that at the end. And then I watched one other thing. I'll pull it up. You can go if you want, Matt. I'll okay. Uh, I got a couple things. I watched um, a Hulu original documentary. Um, it's called... Uh, let me get it pulled up here. Uh, Too Funny to Fail. It's uh, about the, the Dana Carvey show, uh, which was in the late 90s. It was like a, a sketch comedy show. So Dana Carvey left Saturday Night Live and he's like a huge star. So like this was like a hugely anticipated event and it, it bombed like uh, the show was canceled after one season. The ratings weren't great. It had a very dedicated Didn't fan base. Didn't have a lot of talent behind the show too. Dude. Didn't Aaron Sorkin help write it? Or no, something? not oh, Aaron Sorkin. Okay. So let me, I'm just going to rattle off some names here. Uh, head writer of the Dana Carvey show, Louis C.K. Whoa. Uh, Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert are both what? cast members of the Dana Carvey show. So did you know, so they, they, they kind of dive into the history leading up to this show. So they get into like the background of some of the, like the, the cast. So they talk about Stephen, Stephen King, Stephen Colbert and, uh, and Steve Carell. Steve Carell was an improv comic in Chicago. Stephen Colbert was his understudy. So when 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 uh, Carell wow. had to miss a show, Colbert would be in his place. I didn't know that. So that's had, how uh, they were discovered. That that's kind of relationship. Came the show, yeah. Um, so Louis C.K. is one of the writers. Robert Smigel is an, a former SNL writer. Smigel. Smigel. <laughs> um, <laughs> he he's like the the showrunner, so he created it with Dana Carvey. Um, it's got uh, John Glazer. Um, there's like way more people in it. Um, wow. This does sound me. too funny to fail. <laughs> How did it fail? God, there's one other like huge writer. Uh, fuck. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up while I'm talking, but uh, it was, it was really good. I, I've only seen like a couple random sketches from the Dana Carvey show, but it seems legitimately hilarious. And it was like, provocative too especially for the time like probably they, too provocative they almost got canceled uh right off the bat because it debuted after home improvement which is like a very family-friendly uh television show, show the very first <laughs> skit in the very first episode of the dana carvey show is uh dana carvey is playing bill clinton <laughs> and bill clinton uh basically decide decides he wants to be like more of a mother figure so he wants to be a mother figure and a father figure oh, for the country so he <laughs> he uh 
basically has like uh breasts implanted onto his body but like a puppy so he opens up his shirt and there's just like eight nipples just like on <laughs> on his belly and then they bring in like puppies and kittens and try to get them to like oh. suck on the teeth like it's so weird and so just like there's like actual milk squirting out of them like <laughs> so apparently they want within the first five minutes going from home improvement to dana carvey show three million people stopped watching oh um. <laughs> because of that skit it was really funny uh it definitely made me maybe like want to go back and try and watch that show uh, I, I think it's on hulu it is yeah it's a hulu original oh okay did i not say that at the top did i forget to mention that i might have not been listening oh yeah i didn't know <laughs> i don't think you said it matt yeah it's it's a hulu original uh it was good yeah it's like 90 minutes it's not too long mm-hmm. uh uh, Dana Carvey is heavily featured Steve Carell, Stephen Colbert they're all interviewed pretty extensively so it's pretty funny um, god damn it I'm still trying to remember who the fuck ah, doesn't matter there were a lot of very famous talented people involved in the creation of the show so um, I watched that I've got like one or two other things if Travis, if you want to go, or Tom, you Tom, said you had you, another did you thing. Find yours? Um, I did not have another thing. I thought I did. I okay. I have watched some TV. Um, uh, Sarah Silverman has a new show. Oh yeah, How called "I Love that? You, America." Sarah's been watching it. I've been um, I I see a little bit of it. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny. It's interesting. It's like half stand-up comedy, half Sarah Silverman like traveling around and interviewing so people. So it's her show, though. Yeah, it's totally her show. Uh, she goes she goes to a lot of political, or she, she talks about a lot of political topics. So, like, she spent some time with some family down in Alabama, and they, like, had a family dinner and discussed politics, and then uh, she'll bring a guest on toward the end, either a musician or, like, she brought a, a Black Lives Matter activist on. Um, so it's really interesting. It's, uh, you know, because it's not purely political or comedy or anything, but I think that's what she's going but it's for. it's not like sitcom, right? No, not at all. Okay. No, it's just uh, just her. Like a variety show? Yeah, basically? it's just her variety show, basically. But Sarah Silverman's, she's pretty funny. It's she's pretty very like intelligent, too. Yeah, she's super, super smart. Um, so that's uh, that's good. I would I would check it out. What is that on? Hulu, I think. Hulu? Okay. Hulu's taking over. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Rule in the world. Yeah. I don't have Hulu. <laughs> I steal someone else's Hulu. Gotta get it, man. Cut those cords. I know, right? All right. Um, I can talk about a few more things. So I, I rewatched uh, The Addams Family and Idle Hands, a couple of uh, <laughs> horror type movies, a little bit on the lighter side. Addams Family, it's for the kids. It's not very good anymore. <laughs> I, I didn't even like it when I was hey, yeah, <laughs> Addams Family is for the kids. It is. <laughs> It just feels like a Tim Burton type movie, but it's it's not very fun and or enjoyable. It's for the birds. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just an update on Adam's family. And then uh <laughs> Idle Hands, have you either of you seen that? Uh uh-uh, uh I don't uh, even know what it is. That's a pretty fun movie. It's got the guy from uh Final Destination. Like the main guy from the first one? Yeah. Actually, I hear yeah. that Idle no, Hands. Maybe it's not him. It's <laughs> I forget it's his name. Guy. He used to be in Movies like that around that time. Uh, Jess Cal was in it, though. It's like one of her first roles. Oh, shit. Seth Green? Is that who you're talking about? No, but he's like a side. He's like one of the guy's friends. Devin Sawa? 
probably him. Oh, yeah, this guy is from Final Destination. Oh, okay. Yeah, that guy. Devin, hmm. what the fuck? His breakout role was the title character in the Universal Motion Picture, Casper. <laughs> Apparently, he did the voice of Casper. I didn't know that. Did you watch but Casper? Yeah. That would be in line with these no, other... No, I didn't. I just <laughs> these ran other out of time. Features. But no, Idle Hands is actually a lot of fun. It's basically like uh, the main character's hand gets like demented, and it's an idle hand, and it wants to kill everything, basically. And... Um, it's set around Halloween. There's like a high school dance, a lot of fun kills. Uh, Seth Green and the other friend of the main character are a lot of fun. It's good. All right. Should check it out next year. Yeah, it's maybe too late I will. For... So uh, that that actor that we were talking about, Devin Sawa or whatever, yeah. he's going to be in Escape Plan 3. What is Escape you remember Escape Plan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Sylvester Stallone? Oh, yeah. And I, then in my head, I was like, when the fuck did Escape Plan 2 happen? Yeah. It's coming out next year. And there's Apparently. already a third one planned? Apparently, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need to get on this. I don't know why we needed a second one, but apparently we need a third one, too. I watched that uh, Netflix original, Wheelman. Wheelman? It's garbage. What is that? Never... It's like a wannabe drive or like lock oh, type so movie. It's car, it's car movie, so you watched it. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it, it's basically just a crappy version of all of the movies that I like. <laughs> Don't watch it. Okay. Is it a Netflix original Done. or just yeah. on Netflix? Uh, no, it's a Netflix original. <laughs> That's how Matt feels about Netflix it, it's originals. Basically a ma- it feels a lot like just like a mashup of Drive and Lock, but just not good. Worse than both. I finally watched Carol. Oh, yeah. It was great. Told you. Mm-hmm. This guy, he is the uh, king of the period piece. Mm-hmm. I mean... And that's like all he does now, it seems, but he's really good at it. Who's this dude? It feels super authentic. The director? Todd Haynes. Todd Haynes. Mm. Great love story. It's got Kate Blanchett in it. Did you ever see it? Yeah, I loved it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Made me cry. Gets a little sad. Not sad enough. Can't make this one cry. (laughs) I caught up with Passengers. Oh, why? That movie is garbage. Caught up with it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I feel like it was like a, well, yeah, I feel like it was somewhat anticipated and then the reviews came out and then I thought it looked cool. It totally lost interest. Yeah. But movie sucks. It's really bad. Well, thanks for falling on that sword for us. <laughs> yeah, so no now problem. we don't have to be curious anymore. The plot is so dumb. Um, like the decisions that Chris Pratt's character makes is like unjustifiable, but they try and justify it later in the movie. Um, the actors are so bad. Like I've never seen, because those are both really good actors, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is like so charismatic, and he just like he's like the most likable person. Yeah, in America. he just exudes yeah. charm. Right, but they're both just really bad. Have like zero chemistry in the movie, and they're the majority of the movie. Um, and the ending feels so tacked on and just not very fitting. Like it just feels like they didn't know how to end the movie or. Like they didn't shoot the right stuff, so they just had to like kind of throw something on the end. But so is this the same plot as Rocket Man? They wake up too early. Uh, that is the plot. Yeah, they wake up too early, and you figure out why later on. But do they do a uh, a mural painting on the ceiling with their food? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's awful. Don't watch it. Okay. Cool. Makes I kind of want to rewatch Rocket Man yeah, now. No <laughs> Rocket Man. 
Uh, I watched a uh, sci-fi movie from the 60s called Planet of the Vampires. That sounds dope. It's It was kind of fun, but it's not very good. It's pretty campy. Uh, it's directed by Mario Bava. It's very influential of Alien and Prometheus. Like The plot is almost very similar to Prometheus. Really? Um, it's very colorful. Like The set designs are pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's just... It's I wouldn't a picture goofy movie. a planet of vampires being colorful. <laughs> well, it is. Lots of black and white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Almost always night. Yeah, it was okay. I don't really have much to say about it. And then I think that's pretty much it. I did rewatch Fifty First Dates, and that's one of the better Adam Sandler movies. I'd say that's not really. I don't know about too one much. of the better ones. I was like, generally speaking, of sure, his comedies. Right? Well, it's in the top ten. <laughs> it's better than a lot of the crap he's came out with recently. I'll oh say. yeah, absolutely. But it's still not like top of the pile. No, no, no. yeah. People fucking love that movie though. Yeah, I my don't brother really loves get that it. movie. Does he? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of sweet. Yeah. yeah, everybody picks their kind of funny, their kinda own cute. favorite rom com, and then that's just what they love for the rest of their life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's it for me. Uh, you want to talk about trick or treat? Yeah, go ahead, Matt. <laughs> so, uh, my Halloween party, uh, we always have like uh, have some friends over and we watch a, ho- a horror movie beforehand. So, uh, we watched Trick or Treat, which was a first time watch for me. Uh, and people call this thing like an instant horror classic. I would say instant Halloween classic. It's a perfect movie to watch on Halloween. Yeah. I don't know. I was pretty underwhelmed by it. It was fun. Like, yeah. I had a good time, but... I don't think it was that interesting. I don't think it was that funny. It certainly wasn't scary. Like I don't really see what all what the big deal is. You don't. It's like a three out of five for me. It was like it was fine. See, yeah, I I really like it, but I do think it's a lot of fun, and I like the whole anthology aspect of it and how they all kind of tie together in a way. I will say the werewolf transformation was pretty dope. Yeah, and that was very cool. unexpected. Yeah, yeah, totally. That was cool. Um. I, like I don't even fucking remember what happened in this movie. Well, There's like a school bus full of kids or something. Your or... friend Trey was fucking. Oh fucking Trey! The movie. <laughs> he does that. Yes, he's he known couldn't for that. go two minutes without making a comment. Kind of reminded <laughs> me of Thor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my friend Annika wasn't helping either because she was like bouncing off. Oh, yeah, it. off yeah. of him. It's like, well, can't you both just shut the fuck up and let us watch this movie? uh yeah i mean that may have been a factor but still i don't think i would have loved it like i see i was a, a slightly underwhelmed when i saw it the first time just because all the hype but then when i watched it like a second a third and fourth time it's one of my new favorites to watch every year i would come back to it next year i'd give it another shot it's very watchable kind of underwhelmed yeah maybe not such an instant classic as we thought more of a slow burn classic more of a rewatch classic yeah <laughs> resonates a bit more oh yeah Matt, matt's just a hater says the one who gave thor a one out of five <laughs> yeah. hey i gave good reason i'm uh, the only real movie lover here uh just tom <laughs> no you're afraid to nothing Wait, nothing did, to the three did you and give a half thor five yeah oh my god you... <laughs> there's nothing else no, i want in a marvel movie no i know but you you rarely ever give a five to any movies and you decided to give a five to thor i've given just blows my mind. several fives you fucking loved it. Let the man love okay, his movie. Okay, okay. I had a great time. I'm very excited for our end of the year show. It's oh, gonna it's going to be big. It's going to be a mess. <laughs> Total mess. 
Um, okay, and then I have two rewatches. Uh, I rewatch her for like the fifteenth time. Uh, I think it's officially in like. So when people ask me what my favorite movie of all time is, I give them four movies. It's I think there's, I think there's five. five. I think I've we're locked into five. I, it's what fucking about, incredible. Well, lay out. Drive drop. Mahal Drive. It, it, Slightly. It's, uh, it's still in the top ten. <laughs> it's totally still in the top ten, but I because I made that comment about how I think I might lock it into that fifth spot. Decided not to. Yeah. Her took it. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. Wait, what are the five? I'm curious. Uh, 2001: Space. Give away, Don't give the five this away. This might be like a future episode. Five favorite. I've already said this before. <laughs> this isn't the first time I've said this. It's 2001: A Space Odyssey, Synecdoche, New York, The Fountain, mm. Halloween. Mm-hmm. and now her okay okay five greatest films ever made so yeah i watched that synecdoche cried again oh no dude Disagree. so good uh yeah that movie's dope and then i saw the shining uh on friday uh, at the central cinema um we we just recently that was what maybe six months ago or so maybe a little longer than probably that, about a year ago a year ago so I had seen it pretty recently. Uh, but Still so good. Still the best horror oh movie. Oh my god, it's great. Well, it's not the best horror movie, but... Settle down. It's quite good. <laughs> well, what is it? Halloween yeah. is the best Number horror movie. Number two behind Halloween. Uh, I it's think it's definitely up there. Top five for sure. Seeing it on a big screen was cool. And it was really loud. Uh, seeing it with the, was crowd the crowd was cool. Was it pretty full? Uh, yeah, it was ba- It was basically sold out. Cool. It's not a huge theater. It's. I mean, I don't need to get into details as far as what Central Cinema is, but... Where is Central Cinema? The Central District. Okay. It's but it's like right across the street from Chuck's Hop Shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I saw a fun fact that the door chopping scene took like 50 takes. I believe that, because that's one of my favorite parts of the movie like the way the camera because he pulls the axe back and the camera follows it and then when he swings the camera jerks to the door and it's just like perfect and plus stanley kubrick like invented the steady cam just for that movie like hmm. it's really good i fucking love that movie it was cool to see it on a big screen um and then did i talk about the good place the last episode uh no you and paris were talking about how good it was in person uh i'm all caught up on that show now so the second season is airing now and it's great i love it it's uh the same guy who created parks and rec the office brooklyn 99 it's michael michael schur i think is his name Hmm. uh it's really good now i'm more intrigued fucking hilarious i guess so i haven't been convinced by the people who are telling me it's good yet but sure it's perfect to watch with your lady though if you're looking for she's not interested oh she would probably like it it's really it's really clever force really funny is Uh, it gonna be great after watching one episode are we gonna want to watch more i think so yeah i did that's what got that's what hooked me we are still watching stranger things so we got to knock that out yeah i've only seen the first episode i think by the next time we record we'll probably hopefully all have finished it it would be fun to do like an actual discussion on it on stranger things yeah Yeah. man we've all seen it yeah, that show has the best intro. The credits? Yeah, the opening, opening credits sweet. are insane. I, yeah, I never skip it. It gives me the option. Yeah, dude. Like, the visuals are no. incredible. <laughs> the the music. music is incredible. They nailed that. If there's one thing that they nailed 100%. Speaking of opening credits for TV shows, terrible show. Almost done with it. True Detective Season 2. But the opening credits with the song, the yeah. song is amazing. I don't know if you guys remember the song. Not the really. song for season two sucks. No, I really like it. Dude, the song from season one. You know, yeah. it's good, but I also like 
season two song. Isn't it a guy with like a super deep voice? Yeah, and it's got the the girls that come in at the end, like the backup vocals. Yeah, no, that's it's garbage. No, it's great. The song sucks. I thought mm-hmm. about doing it right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the deep voice. <laughs> um, hey, and another shitty thing about TV is I think Louie's off of Netflix. What? Oh, is it really? Because I went to go watch it and I, I just could all Louis, just find Louis, all of his, Louis, TV, Louis. Or his, his comedy specials. So now I'm fucked. I don't remember what episode I left off on. It's not the show on is so good. I was digging it quite a bit. Hmm. You want to give us an uh, It's Always Sunny update? Have you watched it anymore? I watch it very slowly. Just fucking I haven't do been watching it, a lot man. of TV so lately. Good. I know. You're too busy playing fucking Madden yeah, Ultimate. That's team. my problem. He's addicted. Yeah, I yeah. can't help it. I I did tell myself I'm not going to buy that game next year though, just so I won't be tempted to play. It. <laughs> yeah, that's what you have to do. It's bad. I'm all in this year, but next year I can't do it. Hmm. Taking off here. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's ruining my life. It's going to be your New Year's resolution. <laughs> oh no, the season's still going to be going at that point. Well, yeah, but the resolution will be that you don't buy. Oh. Right. 19 or whatever when it be. comes out yeah. next august okay yeah does anybody else have any, any other movies or tv or just brothers bloom for me oh yeah I okay that's it yeah yeah so brothers bloom how was it it was good yeah i didn't i wasn't like crazy for it but it's uh it's fun it's it's interesting it's it's very theatrical you know and uh kind of comedic but it, it it goes some places it gets pretty serious there's some like genuinely sad moments um uh gotta love some adrian brody you know and uh mark ruffalo they're both fun and rachel weiss so i like the cast class i haven't seen it in a long time yeah so i don't remember much of it but i mainly made you watch it because it was ryan johnson yeah um it's a heist movie officially is it really yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah totally the characters are like con artists that pull off heists basically uh or or complicated emotional heists the 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 central idea of the two brothers is pretty fun too because the older brother has this like vision for everything and he likes to write these elaborate stories and they sort of like live into their own story in that sense it's very theatrical but uh yeah it's a good like date night movie i think i'll rewatch it yeah you should it's fun but, you know, it's not going to win any Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> next year? <laughs> Maybe yeah. next year. The artist. <laughs> yeah. Tight. All right. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes game? Yeah, we're going to play the Rotten Tomatoes game again. Uh, so it was my turn. Uh, the film that I picked for these two is The World's End, which is the final installment installment of uh, Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy. Uh, stars Simon Pegg. Nick Frost, you know, the regulars. Uh, I've only seen this movie once, and I loved it. I saw it in the theater when it came out, and I haven't seen it since. So these two have not seen it. So that is what we are playing. They wrote down their predictions for the critical score of The World's End on Rotten oh, Travis is getting cocky. I know, and I'm probably going to lose. Hey, what, wait, what, what, are our, what are our Rotten Tomato standings? I think it's like... You guys are tied six and six, and I think I have four. You have four, yeah. Really? It's that close? It's my way back in. You're a weasel. Well, <laughs> let's check the results. I have their predictions here. TMP. 
dynamite. Uh, Travis predicted 71%. Oops. Ouch. Big mistake. Thomas predicted 82%. Gold. Golden. Actual Rotten Tomatoes 79. score, 89%. Woo! Tom wins. Back on top. Travis has to watch his own fucking movie. Where <laughs> I belong. Still sealed. So we'll report back. You want to watch it? Hmm? You want to watch it too? Yeah. I got the digital copy, so I could just watch the digital copy, and you could watch the Blu-ray. No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Or I'll give you the DVD. Yeah. Chump. Toss that my way. <laughs> So we may be uh, switching up the format a little bit with our closing game. Uh, I have an idea of something we might try out, uh, but we don't want to do it every episode because we'd probably kill ourselves. But mm-hmm. maybe we'll reveal that segment on the next episode. So Oh, teaser? S- stay tuned. You're not going to tell little, us now? A little tease. <laughs> uh, so we will see. I will. Okay. I'll say the name of the segment. The segment would be called Cinephile's Diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Do with that what you will. Stay tuned until next time for what that would entail. Uh, That's going to do it for this week. Next episode, uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I think is a must watch. We got to see that. Yeah. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express, maybe. I don't know. No. Looks kind of cool. No? Yeah, (laughs) I'll watch it. Um, Justice League. No. That comes out within the next two weeks? November uh, 17th. Oh, shit. What about Lady Bird? Uh, I would love to see Lady Bird. It's going to depend on if it's going to be playing in Seattle or not. I saw it is going to play everywhere eventually, but I don't think it's till like the middle or end of November. Okay. Wonderstruck. That is currently playing. Yes. That's the new Todd Haynes film. Have you heard about this at all? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I think it's playing at your theater, dog. Mm. The new Linklater movie looks bad. Last Flag Flying? Yeah. I'm not excited for it. We talked about this yeah, the last, the last time. But I'll, I'll watch it. I want to see it. No, it looks Dude. bad. Richard Linklater, man. Yeah, but it, sorry. <laughs> it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, it might be, but I still want to check that out. Um, Daddy's Home 2? Huh? That looks awful. Huh? What are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. That right? part in the mirror? No. And the part in the car where they're both like, <laughs> where John Lithgow and Will Ferrell are like, let's play the quiet game. And they go like six seconds, and then they both burst out. I can't do it. I know. Neither could I. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Gibson's in the back Stupid looking door so pissed. Oh, fuck. It's going to be huge. No. Um, also, I don't know if it's going to be opening wide, but uh, Roman J. Israel Esquire, the new Denzel movie. Have you guys seen that trailer yet? Oh. It, written and directed by uh, Dan Gilroy, the Nightcrawler director. Oh, so this is his new film. Maybe. I don't want to see that either. Wait, what's the, what's okay. the movie called? Roman J. Israel Esquire. I have no idea. He plays a lawyer. Ugh. Uh <laughs> And uh, I love you, Daddy. Uh, Louis C.K.'s. Oh, I heard that's getting kind of shit on. Yeah, it's not getting great reviews. Uh, The Breadwinner, that looks good too. You guys seen? That's the animated film. Uh, Angelina Jolie's like an executive executive producer. That looks pretty good. We got some options. So we'll see what happens on the next episode. But uh, like us on Facebook, Cinephiles Digest. You can follow us on Twitter, Cinephile Digest. Send us an email with questions, conversation topics, feedback. That address is cinephilesdigest at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this week. I want to thank everybody for listening and sticking with us. We'll be back in a couple weeks. 
Y'all take care of yourselves. Y'all come back now. Bye. Y'all come back now, right? <laughs>